0: On the record. On News Talk. Brought to you by PwC. Great minds think unalike. Different skill sets, diverse opinions, it all adds up to the new equation. Of course, a big week for Ireland uh, with St. Patrick's Day during the week and the Taoiseach has begun his St. Patrick's Day travels. It is the time when ministers jet to far-flung locations right across the world. Taoiseach Micheál Martin has been in London this weekend before he heads to Washington to meet with US President Joe Biden. We'll go to both cities now where we're joined by News Talk Seán Defoe and Gavin Riley. And Seán, if I start with you, uh, you were telling me on Friday that Micheál Martin was going to a victory event for the Irish rugby team. So it's a good Good job they won yesterday.
1: Yeah, no pressure on the Irish itinerary makers when they put it out and when they put the schedule out last week, it said, uh, you know, the, all the different events in the morning, followed by victory at Twickenham and a bilateral <laughs> meeting between Boris Johnson and there was a while that was looking very, very shaky yesterday, we have to be honest, like, you know, pl- who'd, who'd have thought plucky England might have uh, brought us to 15-15 and almost won, but the lads pulled it out in the end and apparently there was a good bit of, pr- of crack in the royal box between mehol Martin and uh, and Boris Johnson, big row over the red card at the start of the game uh, before, apparently, Boris Johnson pointed out at the end, well, the referee he was French, what could you expect? They weren't going to give him uh, too much of a break but they did have some serious meetings as well, they met, met into it, kind of sort of a strange setting to have one of these international bilaterals in an international stadium but that's where they mm. uh, they they did it so that they could then go and watch the match and they talked about the Ukrainian crisis obviously the response of both countries, a lot of pressure on kind of both sides when it came to certainly the refugee crisis, the British government has been critical of Ireland for their open door policy and basically taking uh, everyone in 5,500 people as, as so far as the she updated this morning, whereas the figure on Friday for the UK was 1,000 for obviously a much bigger country and that the Home Office has some concerns about people coming through Northern Ireland sort of being a backdoor to the UK. Micheal Martin says they didn't get too into the nitty-gritty of that In their talks, their response was much more on what they could do against Russia, the the type of sanctions, the types of supports that those people are going to need when they come to Ireland or come to the UK eventually, if they do get into the UK. Also, discussing the Northern Ireland Protocol and very different readouts from both governments on that. Tishukmi Al Martin saying they had a good discussion and that they talked about the need for workable and practical solutions when it comes uh, to the North and the the UK version of events, saying that that Boris Johnson very much said there needs to be very significant changes to the protocol that's on the table at the in order for there to be any sort of a deal. So doesn't look like there was any sort of revolution or real progress when it comes to the protocol on that, uh, even if they are somewhat united on, the, on stamps on Russia.
0: And we, there's been so much focus this week uh, of Ireland versus England when it comes to how many refugees they're going to take in and what the general approach of both has been. Um, Micheál Martin was going into that meeting saying he wasn't going to lecture Boris Johnson on this.
1: Yeah, we, we did push him on it yesterday because we said, look, we were a much smaller nation. We've taken in a much higher number and there's a lot the UK could do. And Michael Martin, essentially, he did say, look, I'm not here to lecture Boris Johnson. Their their policy is their policy. Obviously, we're going to uh, continue to welcome them in. So we didn't really push him very hard in that. I very much stressed that, look, the UK has done other responses. They've given a lot of money to uh, the humanitarian effort, for example. Uh, they've given the arms and weapons. They've gone after the oligarchs that are, are very much more in the UK this morning so Look, that's not something we have to face. Oligarchs aren't in Ireland, even if some of their, their money is and that they will go after that. So uh, kind of interesting comments on that side. He also said just literally in the last couple of hours that he's looking at perhaps raiding the COVID contingency fund. There was €4 billion Euros set aside in the last budget for COVID. A billion of that has been spent and about €3 billion is left and said they may raid that to pay for the support services needed for refugees that are coming here if the numbers pass 100,000 or whatever to provide them with accommodation and education. So that's where some of the money may go And I also asked him because it's come up And obviously Michal Martin has his own family home He has a holiday home He has an apartment in Dublin as well And I asked would would he consider taking in any Ukrainian refugees And he didn't give a strong answer either way But said it is something he would talk about with his family About whether they could uh, take some in and house them
0: Right, okay, he was on the BBC Any interesting comments?
1: Yeah, he was on the BBC as well, and sort of again pushed very much on that idea of um, that idea of Ireland taking in a lot more. And he said, when well, look, at, you know, a lot of the comments that he had already made there, again on the protocol, very much that there is a workable, and democratic uh, solution that we can get to there. So that, that was kind of the. He didn't say a huge amount more in the BBC that he said. Uh, that right. Set the doorstep
0: to. Okay. Us. What's on the agenda for today in London then for him? Well, I'm
1: currently standing uh, not too far from Trafalgar Square, which is rapidly pl- uh, uh, filling up. Waiting for uh, Michael Martin to literally march past me. He's leading the Paddy's Day parade, which is being held uh, this Sunday rather than next Sunday. So that's been making its way from Piccadilly down here to Trafalgar Square, uh, where he's going to, to make uh, an address to a fairly packed Trafalgar Square, as it seems to be at the moment. A lot of the people involved in walking in the parade are <laughs> frontline workers, both Irish frontline workers who were here in the UK during COVID, but also Ukrainian frontline workers, very much trying to make a point of the show of solidarity. With them as well here, and then after that, he's flying back to Ireland this evening where he'll get a rapid PCR test ahead of his turnaround to go to the States tomorrow okay. flying out tomorrow lunchtime which is where of course Gavin Riley is now
0: Exactly that's very very smooth thank you very much Sean DeFoe News Talks political correspondent from London let's go to Washington and say hello to Gavin Riley don't worry Gavin the seat has been kept warm here for you on, on the We're, record I'm
2: getting a little bit worried with how, how seamless that, that segue was, it was very smooth The two of us are under a little bit of pressure <laughs>
0: aren't we? Very very smooth OK so Taoiseach will head home get a PCR test then head over to Washington Does Ukraine overshadow everything or is it still the case that it will all be about you know the undocumented Irish and emigration as it is every year in Washington uh,
2: there's a little bit of a balance this year actually because uh, as people might know it was reported in the last couple of days that the, the usual global greening initiative where all the, the major landmarks around the world are all lit in green for St Patrick's Day that even at Ireland's own request it's being stood down or stood back a little bit this year because Ireland is itself actually keen for a lot of those monuments to be lit up in, in blue and yellow the colours of Ukraine and it was actually quite striking when they were just driving into Washington. They only arrived in here uh, yesterday after the sun had gone down. And the amount of public buildings even then, like the likes of the Kennedy Performing Arts Centre, which had already been lit up in blue and yellow uh, for Ukraine. So I think that will probably temper some of the usual sort of enthusiasm that there is. It won't be the usual, uh, you know, uh, full throttle sales pitch that it would be for Ireland. But when you look at the itinerary, and I should just say, by the way, that we haven't been given a full itinerary of every single last thing that the Taoiseach is doing. We want to be given a kind of immediate itinerary version of it um, but there are still lots of, of bits where there'll still be an opportunity to to wear the green and, and play the old blarney and shillelaghs and everything else and try and drum up the usual traditional way that there would be of, of trying to promote Ireland so for example uh, one of the biggest uh, events that he's got on Tuesday night a- again at the Kennedy Centre is a Tourism Ireland reception where he's going to be uh, really trying to drum up the idea that now Ireland is you know it's over its Covid hump that it's there back for American tourism and that the, the country which usually prov- uh, provides so many tourists for Ireland is once again then willing to, to go out and do that so there's a little bit of the touch of that as well um, there's all this usual diplomatic stuff like for example he's going to be attending uh, the the unveiling of a bust of John Hume with the ambassador's residence. Uh, he's addressing the US Chamber of Commerce tomorrow afternoon, again, trying to promote that Ireland has gotten over its Brexit wobbles and that it's a good uh, destination for, for investment. Uh, he's got a dinner then on Wednesday night which is the Ireland Funds Dinner, uh, which is a, a mission, which are a, 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 an organisation which has sort of changed its mission over the years. When it was originally set up around 30 years ago, the idea was for it to be this kind of source of philanthropic funds to try and help bridge the communities in Northern Ireland over all the, the issues that they'd had. And it's evolved so much over the years where it's now a, a big source of uh, funding for community projects. For example, Bono's Music Generation Funding, the idea of trying to put a musical instrument in the hands of every child in Ireland. A lot of the money comes from the Ireland funds and then you get to, to Thursday, St. Patrick's Day itself and the, the crammed schedule really from dawn to dusk that the Taoiseach has there, which is a perhaps an illustration of just how many different routes the St. Patrick's Day uh, itinerary has drawn over the years. There was once upon a time just the meeting in the Oval Office and the a bowl of shamrock and that would be that. Now there's the meeting and the shamrock reception is a separate event. But in the meantime, there's also been now a traditional annual lunch thrown by the Speaker of the House of Representatives, at which, of course, the Taoiseach is the guest of honour. That's one of only two times every year, by the way, when the President of the United States actually goes up to Capitol Hill. The other time is the State of the Union uh, address. So you can kind of already, you get something of an illustration of just how kind of how big a deal it is for the tissue to be around, that it causes the President to go up to Capitol Hill. And before all of that, then there's a, a breakfast with the Vice President obviously now Kamala Harris but that was uh, once upon a time an event that was introduced to the calendar uh, by Joe Biden so you start off with uh, a very early morning uh, Secret Service check where you're there at the residence uh, of the Vice President you go straight from there to the White House you have a sit down with the President of the United States and then both of you take a Secret Service motorcade up to Capitol Hill where you are the guests of honour at a lunch and then back down to the White House uh, for the Shamrock Pro reception mm. and everything else that follows so just a sign of just that how multifaceted the whole thing is but also just how St. Patrick's Day itself has grown so many extra bells and whistles over the years and now it's become this massive thing.
0: You get the US president for a day really. Just finally to ask you because we're way over time here but people will be wondering Joe Biden loves talking about how Irish he is and all his roots there. Are we going to get an announcement that he'll come to Ireland?
2: Uh, we, we fully expect there to be an announcement yes that they, we had gotten rumours in the last couple of weeks that, that, that a visit was was all but certain and he's got a couple of European trips that might end up then causing Ireland to be a visit on either side of it the reason why they're being coy is that usually you don't ever issue the invite until the circumstances of the invite being accepted have already been nailed down but I, I wouldn't be at all surprised if when they sit down in, in the Oval Office on Thursday afternoon if the very first item of business is so when are you coming when over you coming? and where are we going to name the <laughs> plaza after you
0: <laughs> where you can get your very very expensive petrol and diesel. Gavin, thank you very much for joining us. That of course is Gavin Riley, presenter of On The Record here.